Not My Kingdom, but His podcast, the brand new podcast where we strive to show the love of Jesus through our lives and our media. I'm your host, Donna Wayne Smith II, and I'm so excited to be launching this brand new podcast. Colossians 3 and 17 says, and whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. And that's exactly what this podcast will be all about. First off, let me tell you about how NMKBH became a thing and how we got here. I attend the University of Kentucky. I'm currently a junior studying finance. I played football my freshman and sophomore years. And during sophomore year, God just put it on my heart that I want to reach as many people for his name as possible. And he started putting NMKBH into my mind. And I would pray about it and really just talk to talk to him about it constantly about how I could really make this a thing and how to glorify him and bring it to as many people as possible so he told me NMKBH not my kingdom but his and that's something I just have to focus on is never trying to get in the way of God's movement allowing God to do what he wants to do through this and me just being the vessel that he chose to use which I'm so thankful for we will have guests that come on the show and tell their God stories, tell the stories about when God came in and changed their lives. I think that's so important for people to hear because that's how we can spread hope. That's how we can spread love. That's how we can help people out of situations is by telling our own stories about how God came and saved us and transformed us for the better. That's what NMKBH is here for, and that's what we set out to do. I told you I was an athlete at the University of Kentucky, so a lot of our guests will be athletes that have stories about how God changed their life and now what their lives in Christ look like. By no means am I saying that only athletes will be guests on the show. If you have a story that you want people to hear, please reach out. So we can try to get you on the show and tell your story. The more diverse and the more different backgrounds we can have come on the show and tell their God moments, the stories of Jesus coming and transforming their hearts and their lives, the better. The more That makes the more people that we have a chance to reach and turn towards God. The first story I want to tell is my own. Growing up, I was in church. My dad was a pastor. My mom was a Sunday school teacher. I could tell you the books of the Bible. I could tell you the Bible stories. I could tell you all of that, but I really did not have my own relationship with God. Um, let's skip to fifth grade is where I really started my sinful lifestyle. So in fifth grade, I was just a normal fifth grader. I loved YouTube. I loved watching funny videos on YouTube for hours upon hours and then going to school the next day and telling my friends about all the funny videos and telling them they need to go home and watch it and just a constant repeat of that. On this day in particular, I came home to get on YouTube like I always do and I run home, go to the family computer, type in YouTube, but this time YouTube doesn't pop up. A porn site pops up, and 
I haven't been exposed to nothing like that before, so I didn't know what this was. And I looked back up at the browser, and I realized I didn't type in YouTube. I typed in OutTube. I left off the Y. All this mistake that had cost me from fifth grade to sophomore year of just sexual sin that I could not get myself out of. Man, it was rough. It got to the point where I was watching I was watching so much porn that I couldn't look at a girl the right way without thinking, how are we going to um, recreate these videos I've seen? And that's all my mind was. I didn't want to just be friends. I didn't want none of that. This that's all I wanted. And it had me in a fist lock. Like I couldn't I couldn't get out of it from fifth to sophomore year of college. And it impacted my relationships, my friendships, because that's all that was on my mind. And I tried to get out of it because, like I told you, I was in church, so I knew it wasn't right. And I would go to FCA camps during high school, and I would come back off a camp high and be like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with the sexual sin. I'm, I'm not taking any more parts of it. And... That camp pile would last probably a week or two, and then I was right back into doing the things I had set out not to do, and it was just so tough and challenging, and I kept on trying to get out of it on my own, because I wasn't going to tell my parents, um, I didn't want to tell anyone older than me out of pride, and I didn't want no one to think I was lame, and I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't stop. So I just went with the flow and I just became a pro at it. And when I was, when I was at home by myself and I'd be in my room and stuff, it wasn't a pleasant spot to be because I would fake the funk on the outside. I would have people thinking that I had everything going for me, but it really, it really wasn't, I really wasn't happy at all. I was always upset and concerned that if my mask fell off, what if what would happen if people found out? Because I was still leading Fellowship of Christian Athletes meetings. I was trying to lead people to come to my church and come to my vacation Bible school and do all this stuff for Jesus when behind closed doors, I was the farthest thing from it. It's, it's something that I, I really, it's hard to explain the feeling I felt. I just, I felt like I, I was stuck and I couldn't get out of it. So I told you, fifth to sophomore year. What happened sophomore year was this man named Aaron Hove, who's UK's FCA leader, came and, and spoke about relationship versus religion. When I understood the difference, whereas a relationship is me trying to get to know God, and I, and I for real want the relationship. I love talking to him. I love worshiping him. I love reading about him and just learning more and more about him and building our relationship stronger. Just like with a, an, a relationship with another person, if I'm just reading a poem and autobiographies and biographies about a person, I don't know the person. I just know about them. I just know who they are. But... To for real get the relationship with them, I got to spend time with that person. And that's what I wasn't doing. I was reading the Bible. I was doing, and I, I'm not going to say I was reading the Bible like for real studying, but like I would read verses and I would hear my dad preaching. 
but I never personally spent time with Jesus. So I really didn't have that relationship. Once I understood I needed that relationship and I couldn't just have that checkbox Christianity where, yeah, I read my verse today. Yeah, I prayed over my food today. Yeah, I thanked him today. Once I got out of that mindset, Jesus started changing my heart and the desires of my heart started changing. And once that happened, the porn went away. I could look at girls as God's children. I could I could have meaningful relationships and God be the center of those relationships. And it was the most freeing feeling that I've ever had in my life. It's something that you can't do on your own. Only God, only God can change, can change that heart. And I was, I was just so happy that that night when he he told when when, when he talked to us and he was telling us the relationship versus religion. That night I went home and I cried. And from that day on, Jesus has just been working on my heart and finding and finding me different ways to get my story out there. So right now I'm working with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and I work with high school students and I just talk to them and try to give them advice of how to not go through the same heartache, the same pains that I had to go through. Because all mine was self-inflicted. If I had just gave up and just said, God, do what you want and stop trying to trying to do dismiss plan, but do what God wanted for me, a lot of this heartache that I caused myself wouldn't have wouldn't have been a thing. So that's why I'm so big on getting stories out of there. Cause I want I don't want people to be stuck in a in a hostage situation where they don't know how to feel free. They don't know how to get out of there. That's why I think storytelling is so important because whoever's listening to this, this could give them hope that they can get out of it too through Jesus Christ's help. God's love can over overcame the whole world. So he can definitely overcome your sin. It's just about you letting him. Because he definitely could just take it away from you. But he wants you to choose that lifestyle for yourself. He wants you to choose him. So then once you choose him, and anything's possible, he can use you to do anything. Because he knows that once you chose him to get out of your sin, he can use you to do to move mountains, man. That's why I'm so passionate about this. That's why I want stories to get out of there. Because... I just believe stories will change lives, stories and love, love and stories, being able to just sit down there and tell people about where you came from and how you've gotten there is just so important. Because like I said, we are not perfect and I never want you to believe that we believe we're perfect. We know we're not perfect. We are far from perfect, but we serve a perfect God who came and gave us the perfect sacrifice so that us imperfect people have a chance to meet the perfect God whenever all this earth is done. And it's just so amazing and so freeing that we have the opportunity to live for a perfect God 
and that, that the peace that comes from loving and living for the perfect God just allows you the freedom to live, a, to live an amazing life on this earth. Not an easy life, but an amazing life because you know who you're serving and that everything for him matters and nothing that just for yourself and on this earth really does. Once you get that mindset and just really want to live for God, no matter what it, earth, what it costs you on this earth, that's whatever God can use you to do some amazing things. So that's the first story. We're going to have a whole lot more stories of just how God has transformed people. I'm so excited. Along with this podcast, we're dropping a nice little clothing line. We have shirts, sweatpants, and sweatshirts that we have for sale. I love for the NMKBH community to purchase some, walk around, and rep NMKBH. You rep... You rep things like this because they're conversation starters. Whenever you're just sitting there with somebody and they're like, hmm, what's that logo on your shirt? I've never seen it before. That's the moment you can say, it's not my kingdom, but his. And then get into your story and tell them how God has changed and transformed your life for the better. That's why we wear, that's why we wear these things that can be conversation pieces and just start conversations about how good God has been in our lives and we can tell the world and change one person at a time because we can't change millions and millions by ourselves, but all of us can change one person at a time, but we can't change them. We can tell them our stories about how God's changed us and give them something to think about so that they can get themselves in permission, in position to allow God to change them as well. I'm so excited that NMKBH is happening. I'm so excited we're finally launching. I hope you all can get behind this. And to God be the glory. We're here for his kingdom and nothing else. Have a great day. Not my kingdom, but his podcast out.